Hey everybody, this is Gons. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk episode 196. Before we jump into the episode, I do want to apologize because we pride ourselves here on making the RSS feed of the podcast as crisp and clean as possible. Basil and I usually record our own voices on our own machines and we put it together for the RSS feed, but unfortunately for this episode, we had a little technical difficulty that prevented us from having that really clean audio. Instead, we're going to have to publish the uh, live stream audio, which is not as good, but hopefully it's still audible and you guys can understand what's going on. We truly appreciate all the support over the years so that we can continue to report the news to you and bring it at you from a biblical worldview, or at least two guys that have a biblical worldview, and of course, our own thoughts and opinions based on biblical prophecy and eschatology and everything else. All right, without further ado, the less than good quality audio version of Canary Cry News Talk episode 196. Here we go. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is May 12th, 2020. Uh, episode 196. And this week... 6666 Tracing Church and my name's Basil. And this is Gons. We're making up for the missed live stream yesterday. But thank you guys for being here. Uh, we're live on Face Like the right. Sun. We're live on Canary Cry Radio, YouTube, Twitch, D Live, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter. Glad to be here. It's a little early today, but hey, you know, we're making up for I know. Yesterday. This might be the the earliest show we've done in a while, which is perfect timing because I think uh, people around the country are starting to get back to work. Yeah. So, you know, they can tune in while they're they're at their jobs like <laughs> normal functioning human beings. Don't get in trouble. Uh, but we're here. We're making it happen. Yeah. Don't. Well, see, getting it if you wa- if you're streaming it at work while you're on duty. The perfect uh, situation is for you to get in trouble. Your boss comes up and says, what are you doing? And you say, boss, you got to see this. It's the most (laughs) important thing you've ever seen in your life. And just rattle his cage. Get him on board. There There you go. go. Or her. Or her. Or her. Um, Yeah. Okay. Actually, most of my bosses have been women, so I'm used to it. Okay, so uh, Gons, anything else you want to chat about before we get right into the show? Well, before we get going, uh, I do want to give a shout out to Caleb, who's a a 15-year-old listener, and we got a message from Caleb's dad, and basically, you know, we we get a little bit of criticism for the googly eyes and the silliness, and oh, you guys laugh too much, it's serious information, and yeah, it's serious stuff, but you know, you can, there's a couple options, right? You can get really angry. Uh, we can, mm-hmm. uh, we can live stream just being angry, breaking stuff about everything going on. You can, you can yeah. get, uh, very upset. You can cry, you know, you can mourn about the yeah. situation or you can laugh about it. Yeah. And I think laughing is something to, you know, it's a way to cope with all this nonsense going on. So, you know, it's, it's a good way to do it. And the fact that we're trying to keep it a little more lighthearted, at least on this show is to actually try to reach younger people and, Case in point, uh, Caleb is it's listening, working. 
And um, and yeah. Caleb's dad was appreciative because he wanted to talk to his kids or talk to Caleb about some of these issues. But it's, but it's kind of hard if you're a parent. I can under- understand. You know, I get the I get the rolly eyes when I start talking New World Order with my uh, my stepdaughter sometimes. And you know, if there's a show that can bridge the gap, then you're welcome. We're here. We're here to do it. So there we go. Yeah. Shout there out to we Caleb. Go. So big shout out to Caleb. Thanks for listening, buddy. And keep listening. We're going to keep doing what we do. And yeah, you know, people out there, they pr- some people prefer uh, a show where the, the hosts are sort of uh, making things sound more scary and yelling and some tears and stuff. And that's cool. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, those shows are out there. Trust me, you can find them. And uh, I won't be hurt if you if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't like us not crying. But here we go. So um let's get into it here gone again you know the flippy news is not keeping up i guess we got a bunch of quick updates here yeah, there's a lot of things updates. to mention just stuff you want to just mention go run through your mention list yeah um obamagate hashtag obamagate is going crazy on the twitters uh-huh. for the last couple days and um in the description section uh, Basil's audio is compressed eh, a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Let me try to fix that too. But, uh, yeah, Obamagate, uh, it's, you know, it's just going crazy. I left a thread of somebody that actually outlined a pretty good sort of summary of several things that, uh, Obama has done that warrants a little criticism, not the least of which is, uh, allegedly spying on Trump. Uh, during the campaign, which uh, is unprecedented, if you ask me, in terms of a, a you know a transition of power, but I wanted to mention it just because everyone's talking about it. It's trending. It's going crazy, and uh, yeah, Obamagate. What do you think, Basil? Hashtag Obamagate. Yeah, I don't know. This is one of those things that uh, you know I got to talk about something because a lot of times something will start happening, and especially since we do three shows a day, people want us to immediately. Um, yeah, sorry, a week, uh, you know, they want us to immediately, you know, weigh in and analyze it and give our take on things. And the fact of the matter is that a lot of things, you kind of got to let them play out a little bit, uh, before you start spouting off on them, um, because things can change so quickly. So I think we're going to talk more about Obamagate. Um, you know, there's a lot of people already doing that. And so I'm just gonna, I think we should sit back, see how things develop and then actually put out, uh, you know, our stance or our analysis when there's actually more, more to talk about and let it, let it sort of work through the system a little bit before we get to it. Um, that's just my personal feelings, feelings about it because Obamagate, I mean, this is like a four year old, uh, thing going on that just happens to be catching the wave, the media wave again. So yeah, um, yeah, those are my thoughts. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, again, there. So are, we'll get to it. Don't we'll worry. get to it eventually we'll, in more we'll detail in terms of uh, covering uh, you know specific things. But uh, you know, we don't really do politics on this show unless it kind of overlaps with things we talk about normally. Uh, but I do, do yeah. want to mention it because it, it I, I had never seen anything trend. You know three plus million tweets and then you refresh and it's down to 2.7 and then it's back up to 3.3. I mean, it was just crazy how they're trying to control it. Lots of censoring. Yeah. There was like Obama gate, (laughs) like a misspelling of Obama gate, you know, they're trying to trend and it it was just interesting to watch the, uh, 
the flurry of uh, both sides. And I had never seen the you know conservative right wing type of folk uh, overtake my timeline or in, in a hashtag like that. So kind of interesting. You mean the Russians? The, the Russian bots. <laughs> the Russian over. bots? Yeah. And, and also, real quick update here. Yesterday was the Bitcoin halving for anybody who uh, knows about Bitcoin. So, of course, Bitcoin go to moon. It was the third Bitcoin <laughs> halving, which means uh, only 6.25 Bitcoin now issued per block. And uh, just just as a reference, I, I, wanted, I tweeted this out just so people understand or at least you know have a have a, a kind of an understanding or at least a, a historical view of this in 2012 the first halving took place and the price of bitcoin mm-hmm. was $12 and during that cycle it peaked at $1150 in 2016 yep. the bitcoin halving uh, at the bitcoin halving the price was $650 and in that cycle it peaked at almost $20000 and so mm-hmm. now in 2020, the price of Bitcoin was around $8,600 and uh, the, the peak in this cycle to be determined. And uh, But Basil, you know what? We don't make predictions on this show, but just for fun, just for fun, what do you think the peak is going to be in this cycle? To here? the moon, baby! Bitcoin go to the well, moon. <laughs> let's look at the... Uh, you know, it's got kind of an exponential curve to it. So let's see, uh, call it 20, 20 times. I'll say we'll go 20 times. So we'll go $400,000 oh or 20 times 8,000. That would, that would be like 160,000. Okay. Yeah. I'll, right. I'll put it there. I'll put my cap at 160,000. Okay. All right. I was going to do somewhere around there too. So, uh, I, win. <laughs> I, I will go. All right, I'll you get a prices right me 161,000, 160,000 and $1 and 1 cent. Um <laughs> You know what? I'll go big. I'll I'll say I'll say 200,000. That'll be my non official I think I think that's a pretty good guess too. Okay, cool. Let's let's yeah. move on because we we don't want to get in trouble here. Also, real yeah. quick mention, there was a documentary by Craig Sawyer that was published yesterday. Oh, it's going to start playing. Um, it's called Contraland, and um, mm. it basically, uh, you know, he's exposing the the child trafficking thing, and uh, uh-huh. you know, he shows the busts. It's a really good documentary in terms of just you know real life people on the ground, uh, you know, busting people, and it was really disturbing to see just normal people like your you know people that work that have families that you know uh, drop off their kids and then they try to solicit minors and stuff. Not cool, not mm. cool stuff, but uh, kind Very of an eye-opening disturbing. thing. Yeah, it's disturbing, but it's eye-opening. I do recommend it. Again, links in the description for anyone interested to check that out. And uh-huh. one more thing before we get into it. Uh, Professor John C. Lennox, he's one of the, uh, the, the top Christian apologists out there. He debated uh, uh, Richard Dawkins. I thought he destroyed his arguments. Um, he wrote a book called 2084, and you can pre-order it. And uh, a Christian perspective on humanity's future, scientist and philosopher John Lennox will introduce you to a kaleidoscope of ideas, the key developments in technological enhancement, bioengineering, and in particular, artificial intelligence. Discover the current capacity of AI, its advantages and disadvantages, the facts and the fiction, as well as future implications. And, um, you know, John Lennox was a guy who looked at Revelation 13 and the image of the beast and and the stuff we talk about, the stuff I mention all the time on the channel, at least, at least on Face Like the Sun, 
And he basically affirmed a lot of those concerns. Like this is a, a legit concern that people are bringing up on the fringes. So uh, I appreciated mm-hmm. that. And, and you can tell it's, he's got the little, I think that's like the CERN thing on the cover there. I don't know. Maybe it's a artificial eye or something, but uh, yep. Just wanted to mention 2084. You can pre-order it now. I'm not getting paid to, to advertise or anything like that, but it's just a, a Christian apologist out there talking technology, talking AI. So that's out there. So uh, okay. those are my uh, cool. quick updates before we jump in. There we go. We got your quick updates. Uh, we need yeah, a quick, we need update, a quick jingle. update jingle. <laughs> yeah. Um, chat is very positive today. I'm enjoying the chat. Good job, everybody. Very Everybody's good. being very nice and yeah. uh, talking Bitcoin. We had one <laughs> estimate for a, a cap of 42,000. So there we go. We're just putting it on the book. Okay. Uh, so if it's 42, that listener wins. Yep. Okay, Gons. Um, let's uh, jump right in. Let's get some COVID stuff out of the way. What do you say? COVID. This is a quick one from cnsnews.com. <laughs> the right news right now. <laughs> I think they're trying to push a very right-wing uh, 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 outlet here, but here we go. New York Mayor de Blasio threatens to permanently shut churches that persist mm. in holding services. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is threatening to permanently close the meeting places of religious organizations that persist in holding services while the city is shut down during the COVID-19 pandemic. Quote, a small number of religious communities, specific churches, specific synagogues are unfortunately not paying attention to the guidance, uh, even though it's been so widespread. I don't think it's they're not paying attention to it. I think they're just not listening to you, Bill. Um, <laughs> Um, quote, so I want to say to all those who are preparing the potential of religious services this weekend, again, we're preparing the potential. Uh, if you go to your synagogue, if you go to your church and attempt to hold services after having been told often not to, our enforcement agents will have no choice but to shut down those services, he said. Yeah. De Blasio does not belong to any religious denomination. In a question and answer session on Reddit six years ago, he said, quote, although my mother was raised a Catholic, she did not bring me up in the church. I consider myself a spiritual person, but unaffiliated. And I was definitely very influenced by the liberation theology movement in Latin America. And boy, am I a fan of Pope Francis. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That seems kind of silly. That's, we got to make sure this is not a satirical website. We're it does get, sound ridiculous. We're going to get in trouble. Why don't you search for the satirical uh, bookmark there and see if this is in there, and I'll continue. Uh, in his briefing on Friday, de Blasio said he would be deploying the city's police, fire, and buildings departments to make sure religious services did not take place. Uh, in the city. If congregations did not discontinue holding services and buildings within the city once they had been warned, his government would be, quote, potentially closing the building permanently. A vast majority of houses of worship have stopped their traditional worship service, de Blasio said. If they could, they went online, they went on the radio, whatever they could do, but they've stopped gathering people, understanding the nature of the crisis. Continuing the quote, no faith tradition endorses anything that endangers the members of that faith. Uh, uh, that's a que- questionable, questionable remark. Sure. <laughs> 
So, uh, so the NYPD, fire department, buildings department, and everyone has been instructed that if they see worship services going on, they will go to the officials of that congregation. They will inform them they need to stop the services and disperse. If that does not happen, they will take additional action up to the point of fines and potentially closing the building permanently. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He says, again, this will start this weekend. So there you go, Gons. I think this is a ripe, a ripe time for underground black market churches. Well, there was a, a secret meeting of the minds several years ago of some of the top Christian apologists, and uh, they uh, reported, or at least someone that was there that I spoke to, said that they felt, this is back like in the early uh, 2000s, that uh, the church eventually is going to go underground. It's going to become yeah. a remnant church. There's not going to be this you know, institutional church, that, that the, the corporate kind of worship that we're used to in the public. And you know, to be honest, I feel like that's been going on for a long time. Um, I guess in America, it just doesn't seem like it because we have our big you know, commercial Christianity. But of course... Yeah, that's been chipped away for a long time and compromised in so many ways with televangelists and things like that. So, uh, yeah, not surprising, but of course this accelerates all of that and it's quite troubling that they would target churches, you know, but I've, I've seen pastors, uh, mention how certain places with, uh, you know, that, that sell alcohol is, con you know, they're considered, uh, what, what is it? What's the word that they use? Essential, essential yeah, essential, yeah. But uh, churches aren't, which is, of course, a sort of a ridiculous thing. But yeah. you know, well, and we've talked about recently. Uh, you know, uh, there's been a lot of church leaders that I know personally that I will be talking to, and uh, some of them listen to this show, and they they mention that uh, you know the whole church model that we're so used to right now is on the brink and has been on the brink for a while. Yeah. You know, people have yeah. been feeling that this whole, you know, sort of corporate church model, which, you know, was needed for a time and people just doing their best to figure out how to do church. Um, you know, it's, it's not sustainable in the current, you know, cause if you set up a church, like a corporation, you need to accomplish the same things a corporation does, which yeah. is yearly, yearly growth. Yeah, and uh, which then becomes the reason why churches focus so much on, you know, how can we keep getting more people in the building? We need the lights. We need the fog machines. Okay, that didn't work. Now we need, you know, bicycles, uh, stationary bicycles that people can exercise. So they combine their gym and their church time. And uh, <laughs> I just made that up, but that sounds awesome if anybody wants to do that. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, the, the model of the church, modern church, uh, requires, you know, and sometimes exponential growth every year, uh, which is just unsustainable for a church, you know, for a body of believers to be focusing on that instead of the things they got to focus on. So this underground, if not, if not specifically underground, then, you know, just different way of operating church has been coming for Acts. a while. So like the book of Acts style, I, home churches getting together with your home local churches. community People families. love the home church yeah. idea. So there yeah. you go. Uh, real quick, yep. light, mu light music, I think, light music. Thank you for your uh, super chat. God bless you guys in Jesus' name. And also PS4 Armory. 
Thank you for your super chat. So there you go. Thanks for the super chats, y'all. Yeah. And uh, just as a little Twitch update, thank you everybody for coming and who's watching Twitch. We'll be giving shout outs a little later in the show. Um, but uh, we did make affiliate on Twitch a while back. Oh, we did. But there are some problems with uh, that we're having activating our affiliate ship. We're still trying to make it to partner. Show them that we are we're worth it to give us all those cool tools to support ourselves. Um, but people <laughs> don't been, like people us. been asking, <laughs> yeah, why they can't give bits and all that sort of fun stuff on Twitch. Um, I'm currently in a, in a heated exchange with uh, Twitch tech Ooh. support trying to figure out how to do that. Ooh. All right, okay. so it's coming. All right. Um, Next story, what do you think? Next story. It's got to be biblical. Along the same lines here, this is Boston.com. Worcester pastor could face criminal action over continuing to hold services. And uh, the article states, <clears throat> the pastor of a Worcester, am I saying that right? Worcester? Or Worcester? It's not Chester because it's not C-H. Worcester? No, I know, but it's it's a long-standing debate. It's Worcester. Okay, Okay, it is a debate. All right, at least I'm not not like, uh, okay. Anyway, the pastor of a Worcester church that has continued to violate government Charlie Barker's or Baker's order not to hold gatherings with more than 10 people will be issued a $500 fine and could be facing criminal action. City authorities say the new $500 fine to the Rev... Chris Casey comes with a criminal referral, according to the Worcester Telegram and Gazette on Friday. That's last Friday. The church has since held a Mother's Day service, which included a baptism afterwards. Uh, A post to the church's Facebook page said the church has held several services with more than 10 people in attendance since a letter went out to Baker and Worcester officials on April 22nd announcing that services would resume. Casey told WBUR in an interview published on Monday that he's only received one $300 fine so far, though he said he's been told he would receive two more. In a prior Facebook post, the church shares copies of letters sent from Casey to Government Baker dated Friday and one from Gibbs and Associated Law Firm LLC, an Ohio-based law firm representing the church, with Carl Schmidt and Schmidt and or Carl Schmidt of Schmidt and Dillon Counselors at Law representing the church locally. Copies of the attorney's letter were sent to Worcester City Manager Edward Augustus Jr. and Andrew Lilling, U.S. Attorney for the Massachusetts District. Uh, the letter from the law firm requests that Baker designate churches essential under the state of emergency. Quote, this disfavored treatment of churches should be addressed post-haste. The letter says that religious assemblies guaranteed by the First Amendment in every state's constitution are not considered essential services while Massachusetts categorizes liquor stores, marijuana dispensaries, convenience stores, hardware stores, and many other stores and businesses as as essential with the ability to have gatherings of more than 10 people to completely indefensible, uh, is completely indefensible from a legal and practical viewpoint. They have the same same kind of deal here. I I do have to say, Gantz, the overwhelming... Uh, message I'm getting from the chat is that it's pronounced Wooster. Oh, Wooster. Yeah, it looks like some people actually know more than I do about uh, places I've never been or W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R, heard of. W O R C E S T E R, Wooster. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, it's had the a trouble thing. With the it's, a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. The whole 501c3 thing is. Is, yeah, if, uh, if we don't need to get into that. All right. So, yep, there we go. More and more pastors getting in trouble. 
I think we got more and more pastors getting in trouble. Yeah, we, well, it's not just pastors. By the way, by the way, guns, uh, we might need to uh, speed things up a little bit this show because. Oh yeah, look at the time. You, huh? you have an early out, so yeah, I gotta get out. Yeah, yeah, a little bit sooner. We might need to. We might need to pick out the most essential stories to talk about here. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's go straight to the Harvard professor thing because it's along the same lines here because. Uh, one of the things that's happened with the whole COVID thing is obviously uh, homeschooling. A lot of people homeschooling. And, and mm-hmm. uh, this story here, this is Deseret.com. And it's a quick one because it's a summary, so it's nice. This Harvard professor wants to ban homeschooling. She says it's authoritarian, which is mm. like the most ironic thing, right? Why? Why would I know. Just hit the bullet points. The bullet points say it all. In What's this the one? news? Bartholet said homeschooling can be problematic because it gives parents authoritarian control over their children and their learning mm. habits, as opposed to oh, no. authoritarianism from their teachers and the state. Bartholet yeah. said it can expose people to white supremacy and misogyny too. What? Mm. She said, quote, the issue is, do we think that parents should have 24-7 essentially authoritarian control over their children from ages 0 to 18? I think that's dangerous. I think it's always dangerous to put powerful people in charge of the powerless and to give the powerful ones total authority. Is this satire? It's got to be satire. It's not. Oh gosh, it's did you really say this? Harvard person. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you can't have parents being in charge of their children. That's authoritarian dictatorship, and that's just not right. She said parents should have, quote, very significant rights to raise their children with the beliefs and religious convictions that the parents hold. Okay. I think I think that this article was written by a 13-year-old pretending to be a Harvard professor. <laughs> <laughs> Those are quotes, though. The, they're mad at their parents for uh, you know for being homeschooled. They want to go back. They want to see their friends, and so you know this thirteen-year-old is posing as a Harvard professor to get back. Well, there was a Harvard to their friends. I'll just mention one Harvard graduate response from Carrie McDonald, who wrote in a letter to Harvard Magazine's editor, "Quote: Aside from its biting one-sided portrayal of homeschooling families that mischaracterizes." The vast majority of today's homeschoolers, it is filled with misinformation and incorrect data. So, there you go. Lies. You go. Lies hey, from the institutions. that's not a Harvard professor. That's two eight-year-olds on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. <laughs> Get them. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. Yep. You know here what? We go. Here's the truth. Oh, it's the New World Order. It's here. That's right. Thanks, Adam. Yep. Um, yeah, so, (laughs) Gons, this did not make the rounds as much as I thought it was going to, so this is a good chance for our listeners to uh, see it if they have not seen it yet, but uh, Fauci says we don't need to wear masks anymore. Had you heard that? I have. Well, I I didn't until I ran into this information here. You didn't until you did. (laughs) And those of you out there, you know, we've had a lot of people saying, you, you guys are stealing this and that from no agenda. Yeah, we are. They're like the, the dopest show. People should go uh, listen to no agenda. Once you're done with this show. Um, Well, they tell people to steal their ideas. So, you know, not steal. Of course, it's a reverence thing. I'm not even getting into that. I'm just saying, yeah, we're, we, we are unashamed that we also listen to no agenda. Great, great show. Everybody should go listen to it. And, uh, Adam over there, 
He made a uh, he has a great website called nomasks.org. If you're uh, watching live now, you can head over to nomasks.org and because it's so hard to find, I actually was searching for it on YouTube. Oh, you're not going to find um, it. It's going to be so hard. You can't find, find it. Shows up on no searches, no nothing, but what this is is Anthony Fauci on 60 minutes. Let's hear what he says, Gons. Here you go. Right now in the United States, People should not be walking around with masks. Huh? You're sure of it because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. Right now in the United States. Start over. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci saying masks don't do anything and then he... uh, No no masks. And then he went into quarantine after this. I know. (laughs) I know. And he said this on uh, May or sorry, March 6th, 2020. That's right. So there you go. There's no masks, no masks, no masks. Uh, And nobody, uh, nobody's seen this. Nobody knows about this. It's, it's all a bunch of virtue signaling people still wearing masks. I even tried to, uh, I tried to tell people, tried to share this. Nobody Uh, wants to hear it. They just want to wear their masks. It's it's a deep fake of Anthony Fauci. How dare you make a deep fake Ooh, of Anthony Fauci I if saying there, there has to be some <laughs> sixty minutes they couldn't get a, an actual uh, interview, so they deep faked it. Yeah, I'm gonna drop um, the link. So there you in go. The don't worry about the masks, chat. people. Although people just like wearing them because they don't want to get yelled at in public. That's yeah. that's probably the the reasons <laughs> I would wear them. Although where I am in the world, guns. Yeah, people have completely stopped caring about masks. They've completely stopped caring about uh, uh, social distancing. It's it's a free for all out there, man. Well, it's interesting because out here, I was driving around uh, my little town here in Orange County, and there's poor areas and more affluent areas. And the poor areas, everyone's walking around, they're riding their bikes, they're hanging out with their family, they're outside. This is over the weekend. And (laughs) when I went to the more affluent areas, people wearing their masks. It's like a virtue signaling if you don't wear a mask. People are yelling at each other, cursing each other out, and there was like a fight breaking. I mean, it was like craziness. Um, so people yep. need to people need to stop watching the news, but also they're going to keep watching you. Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? Nice one. Yep, yep, yep. This is a uh, people have talked about this one. This is HR six 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 six. Oh, too many sixes. We're fine. Except if you add them all together, <laughs> you get twenty four, and then you add those together, you get another six. Just a oh of my six. gosh. COVID-19 testing, reaching, and contacting everyone, Trace Act. And uh, let's see. Let me look at the the text here because I think I highlighted a couple things here in the Mm -hmm. document. And, uh, yeah, contact tracing being that phrase of uh, just a real nice way to say, to surveil you, to watch you. Yes. Increase Uh, surveillance. As necessary. that's even possible at this point. Yeah, I know. As testing, uh, as necessary, testing individuals and providing individuals with services related to testing and quarantine at their residences. 
Oy, this is a uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, this is another permissible use of funds. Applicants that agree in hiring individuals to carry out activities funded under this section to hire residents of the area or community where the activities will primarily occur with higher priority among applicants described in this paragraph given based on the percentage of individuals to be hired from such area of community. It's They want to hire locals to police their fellow citizens. Yeah, and talk it's about the just another step in this whole having the population police themselves type of situation. Yeah, absolutely. And and the other thing that's uh, alarming here, um, the term hotspot, uh, but also authorization of appropriations, $100 billion for fiscal year 2020 they want to pour into this. Billion $100 billion they want to do uh, pour into this. And, and they're saying such sums as may be necessary for each of uh, fiscal year 2021 and any subsequent fiscal year during which the emergency period continues. So yeah, so they're planning for this to go on for a while. Yeah. And this is part of the uh, part of the, the, you know, the slow boiling pot that I've been talking about, you know, people wondering what the future is going to look like, asking us, you know, to give our opinion on it. And my example was similar to 9-11. You know, the biggest thing we got after 9-11 um, the Patriot and, Act. Sorry, Caleb, 15-year-old Caleb, who this was before you were born at this point, which is crazy. That is crazy. You're right. That is I nuts. Know. Wow. Um, so, Caleb, you're listening. Just to let you know, after 9-11, which was a similar sort of, you know, everything went down into uh, national emergency. Everybody was all spooked. What? I think it was more traumatic. Uh, it was. It was very traumatic. Yeah. I was in seventh grade, I think. And... Uh, you know, all I was probably just about Caleb's age. Maybe a, uh, I was a little younger than Caleb. Uh, anyways, so the biggest thing that we got out of this was the TSA. Right. Uh, the, I'm, and I'm talking about for people on the ground, your daily life, the mm -hmm. biggest change in your daily life. And of course, we had the Patriot Act wrapped up in that and all sorts of other fun stuff. But for your daily life, you got the TSA, which is crazy to imagine, Caleb, that uh, back before 9-11, when you wanted to fly on a plane, there was almost zero security. <laughs> It was a I lot mean, less for the, sure. Yeah, there, there was. I mean, you had you had your basic. Uh, I think there was a metal basic, or like uh, metal a scanner detectors. thing. Yeah, for your, yeah, for your luggage. Yeah, you your basic metal detectors. Some some security guards that were employed by the 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 airport, but you didn't have this whole humongous security theater, is what it's called. Um, because it doesn't actually protect people. It just no. makes you think we're protected. So this, the airport security theater was the biggest thing we got out of that. Anyways, my long, <laughs> my long route to my point is um, I think that's what we're going to have. We're going to have something similar to that. And this points directly to that. We're going to have an, an institution or an organization. We're all going to have to get used to getting medically t forced medical testing. Yeah. Uh, even if that's just a, you know, a group of officials coming to your door, you know, whatever, randomly, maybe throughout the month. Maybe it'll start with a week and then it'll go to every month and then you'll have random testing, you know, here and there. And I think this is going to become normal and it's going to become uh, it's not going to we're not going to be happy about it, kind of like the TSA. Um, but it's just going to become a part of life, unfortunately. So, you, you know, what we're that's, gonna, that's where this whole thing is leading as a summary for people. Yeah. And you know, what's going to happen, too, is similar to the justifying of any kind of government overreach. 
you got to have false flags. Do you remember the underwear bomber where the, the guy was trying to get on the plane with like, allegedly he had like, I don't know, some kind of explosives or something in his underwear. And like, oh, the TSA stopped him. And, you know, we were all like, yeah, good job, TSA. Good job, yeah, Patriot Act. Right. We, we did good. We stopped a terrorist from getting on a plane. But it was like, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I'm expecting to see similar things with this where, you know, a, a church that doesn't comply, all of a sudden they get sick. And, you know, I, I'm just worried that they're going to try to release some kind of, you know, uh, some kind of purposeful thing purposeful virus what are you printing. a conspiracy theorist guns yeah, come on that's crazy come on. that's crazy i know that's nonsense okay um along the same lines here uh do you want to take this one from the national review uh no if it's on the same topic i'll let you do it okay so this is in. a nationalreview.com bioethicist mandate covid contact tracing app vaccinations and this is actually uh this was written by wesley j smith um, who is, uh, he's more along our line of thinking than anything else. So it's going to be biased towards, you know, folks that think like us. Most people willingly participate in the compulsory COVID-19 lockdown to flatten the curve of infection. That is slow down the rate at which people became ill to prevent hospitals from being overwhelmed. That worked. And now steps are being taken to get back in gear. But once technocrats taste the power to dictate behavior, they don't want to give it up. Writing in Oxford's Practical Ethics, influential bioethicist Alberto Gubilini urges that governments force us to download a phone uh, contact tracing app currently being tested in a voluntary trial on the Isle of Wight. Uh, here's how the op- app works according to The Guardian. One, a person, A, downloads the contact tracing app and enables Bluetooth. Two, the phone logs Distance data with any phone that are nearby. Three, data is anonymous for A and everybody she comes in contact with. Four, if a person if person A falls ill, she notifies the app and she has that she has symptoms. Five, the data gathered by her phone is uploaded to a central server. And six, people who have been in close contact with her are sent an alert and further advice. In other words, the government and our tech company would always know where we have been and everyone with whom we've interacted. And it goes on here. It's, it's you know, again, mostly stuff we already know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Part of it is just don't download the app is, is one yeah, thing. Yeah, don't download the app. But here's the problem. I mean, honestly, people are freaking out about this contract tracing thing. And all this information, all this data already exists. It already exists, uh, yeah. You know. Uh, all this information, all your location is already being recorded. When you get near somebody else's phone, uh, you'll get a Bluetooth ping to that phone. It's recorded by all sorts of different apps that you've given. If you have any Google products, if you have YouTube on your phone, if you have anything like that, you're, you're constantly giving away all this information already. So look, here's the thing. I'm not saying get the app. I don't I don't care if you get it or not. I probably won't get it. It's just on principle. Don't get, you know, I'm not going to get the tracing app. But the fact of the matter is that they already have this. And all the big tech companies, Facebook, Google, even Apple, unfortunately, recently recently. started complying with, uh, you know, government (sighs) requests to get this information. Apple was the last holdout for these big companies. 
um, but they started giving it away as well. You know, the, the, the government gets everything already. You don't uh, getting an, one more app isn't going to all it does is I, I think it's similar to the um, I think it's similar to the uh, the mask thing. You know, you see all those memes out there. People talking about the mask is not for your protection. It's for, you know, compliance. compliance. It's to prove that you're compliant. Yeah. And I think with this tracing app, again, they already have all this information or they could get it simply by asking any big tech company. Um, but I think it's more of a compliance issue to get the tracing app. Those who have the tracing app on their phone, you know they're on board. You know they're, uh, you know, the, you don't have to send the extra monitoring crew to their house because they're already giving up the info willingly. Yeah, and, and um, somebody in the chat brought up a good point. It kind of scrolled by, but um, the whole HR 6666, part of it is their, their, it's justification to remove people from their homes. And there's that clip. We don't mm -hmm. have it here, but there's a clip of uh, someone local, a local official down here where I am. I couldn't believe it. He was saying, uh, you know, if you if there's three people and, and they share a bathroom, we're going to have to remove them. You know, if if, uh, if they've come in contact right. with someone, if with one COVID. person is is sick in the house, you know, we got to be able to take them out. We yeah. can't just let the whole family get it, you know, and create that horrible thing called herd immunity. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, yeah. that herd immunity goes against the vaccination protocol or vaccination? Uh, what religion that's sprouting up? I guess, yeah, that's a good way to put it. The vac, the vax, uh, like the yeah, the religion of vaxers, the, the church of vax, <laughs> the church of vax. Um, and we just got a, a super chat from Vara Bean Vara Boom Lopez. Thank you for the super very chat. Nice. Thank One you very bucks. much for that super chat, Vara Bean Vara Boom. And uh, um, yeah, okay, I'll just mention this. Yeah, this is just part of the whole thing here, and we we, we mentioned how you know. Having a mask, how are they going to do facial recognition? Well, according to 1.0, which is 1.0.medium.com, new facial recognition tech only needs your eyes and eyebrows. So you got to cover your, your, your <laughs> you got to get the googly eyes, everybody. Eyes and what eyebrows. If, what wow. if the, the googly eyes becomes the, the way to uh, fight against the new world order? Well, that's what I'm saying, man. It's kind of like the Guy Fox mask. I'm waiting for uh, you know crowds of protesters to don their googly eyes uh, in solidarity. You so. know that that could freak out even the the top elite elite. You know, <laughs> they're, they're like, just like, oh my god, we're gosh. used to the Guy Fox mask. We're not too worried about that. That's been around for forever. But who are these freaks with the googly eyes? Oh no, we really need to worry now. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of the four horsemen of the technocalypse, let's get a little update on our, our man Elon. Elon. Uh, speaking of which, well, let's see. How much more a show do we have, Gons? We might need... We, uh, we can, we let's can keep do, going here. Uh, I can press on here for another... Let's do some shout-outs real quick. Okay. All right. You want to do that now? Let's do some shout-out. We'll make it really quick. Okay. Booyah. Some great numbers this morning, guys. Uh, uh, the, just the, uh, the live stream tuning in across the board great numbers i'm happy everybody's here this timing worked out great and uh twitch is popping off good job twitch everybody who's watching over on twitch here's the thing even if uh, you're going over to twitch and 
you're having trouble getting a clean signal, just leave the channel open. Just press pause, leave the channel open, and just let it just you can still be a viewer over there on Twitch, even if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but uh, we got 96 over in the Twitch. Good right. job. Let's keep that going. We got to get our average up for the month. You guys are the best. Um, so I'm not going to talk a whole bunch about Twitch, but I'm going to give uh, some shout outs. Okay. Because uh, we got some great new followers, Gons. Are you ready? Ready. Got El Gonzos. Ooh. Welcome, nice. El Gonzos. Oh, and we've been waiting for this one. We knew the day would come when this person followed us, and uh, that day is today. We got the real Elon Musk. Thank you. Fantastic. Elon, you're here just in time. We're about to talk uh, about you. New stories. Yep. Uh, I like this one. We got Don't Vax Me, Bro. <laughs> Don't Vax Me coming on the channel. Thanks, Don't Vax Me, Bro. We got Mighty Man Gamer. Mighty Man Mighty Gamer Man in Gamer. the house. For the Son of Man. Thank you Amen. for the Son of Man. We got Katarina Rex. Katarina right. Rex. Got a nice cat with a tinfoil hat on as her as their image there. Very good. We got Hamnet50. Oh, I wonder if he's a hammer. Oh, yeah. Ham radio. Yeah. We've been talking about yeah, trying to figure We've been that out. talking and looking into that, yep. but haven't pulled the trigger. Yep. If you're a hammer out there, um, Help us. send us an email. Help us. Yeah. Uh, radio at gmail.com. Okay, we got Vizo612. We got Toxic Wasp20. Ooh, Toxic Wasp. And this, I like this one too. Elon Much. (laughs) Ooh, like a clone. Elon Much? Yeah, oh, we got the real Elon, and then we got the Elon uh, XL. Um, Let's see, Jimmy's Grill? Grill? Jimmy Jimmy GR21. Jimmy's? I'm so sorry if I'm butchering people's usernames here. Mary Harima. Thank you. Mary Harima. Uh, Darkwing Dunk. <laughs> I love that one. Nice. Uh, uh, l- oh, man. LA for me, 72. La for me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, only a couple more here. We got Hetrigent. Hetrigent. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, John Roy, 44 in the house. And then I think we gave shout outs to uh, Head Up High. Um, so there you go. Welcome to the Twitch, everybody. Ooh, we got another uh, super chat. Thank we you, everybody. Did. Rough um, so those are some new users over on the Twitch. Twitch, just so everybody knows, I'm just going to say it quick. Don't get angry at me. We're trying to get the numbers up over on Twitch because. Uh, they have a lot of great tools to help us support ourselves during this time. Um, so if you love us, if you care about us, please even just open up twitch.tv slash canary cry radio. Even if you don't want to, you know, if you, even if you don't want to watch it there, just have it open, just have it playing. Um, so thank <laughs> you guys so much for funny names. doing that. Yeah. Yeah, fun, the just, funny names keep coming in. I want to. I want to do the the proper Ruck Trish Seven. Thank you for your super chat. Twenty bucks. There you go. We can go yeah, get very get nice a, a coffee at Starbucks. You know, like, <laughs> there you go. I'm just kidding. Um, Don't okay. go to Starbucks. I think that's all I'm gonna do. So thank okay. you guys. Oh, a couple more users just came in. In Christ seven seven seven. Nice. Alert air softer. Excellent. And. Holden McGroin. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. DJ Dis23. There we go. Thank you for new users. And thank you, everybody who's tuning in all over the internet. Uh, great numbers today. Loving it. 
Um, and let's just keep going, Gons, because you got uh, you got to get out of here pretty soon. Yeah, and I we'll can, do. Keep going. For we a have some bit other supporter shoutouts that we'll do a little bit later in the day. Yes. Um, so you, you want me to jingle again? Elon, let's do it. The four horsemen. Anytime you see the four horsemen, it's something special. This one, we love it. Keeping an eye on our boy Elon here. <laughs> he really he really is jerking us around, I think. Tesla. This is a tweet from Elon Musk. Tesla is restarting production today against Alameda County rules. I will be on the line with everyone else. And if anyone is arrested, I ask that it only be me. Oh, so, Elon, so man of the people. Love man of the Elon. people stepping down onto the line there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? It is interesting because he's becoming the voice of the the other side, right? You got your official World Health Organization, uh, United Nation, twenty thirty, Bill Gates, ID twenty twenty, vaccinate everybody crowd. That's kind uh-huh. of like that's kind of your compliant crowd, right? And then you have your mm-hmm. your anti vax, your your woke crowd, and he's appealing. He's becoming a voice for the woke crowd, you know. And it's kind of interesting yeah. how that's it's polarizing something has to give eventually uh but uh you know i guess this is good on the surface but you know we always look under the hood a little bit and we try to investigate or at least comment on what's really going on just so everybody knows elon is a he's a complicated character we love him as a as an an extant story character (laughs) in what we follow here yeah of course people are gonna think we're on his uh you know Techno- technocratic uh, team there, which we're not, but we just no. love talking about the guy. We love the, we love it when he stirs the pot. We love it when <laughs> his pot gets stirred. <laughs> uh, he's just so fun to to watch. Um, and yeah, here he goes, standing. He's man of the people, standing by his workers, opening up his uh, factory. We'll see if he actually gets arrested. I would love. I think he wants to get arrested, and I think we all want him to get arrested. It would just be very. Oh, it would be the the perfect. It would be the perfect uh, way to sort of come out of lockdown. I think. Well, if he gets a mortal head wound, then we really start paying <laughs> oh, attention. No. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll know. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He gets hit over the head with a baton or a a police beanbag or something and, as they're and, trying to know, break up the factory. Cause he was on Joe Rogan talking about the Neuralink and you know, people with brain damage. And he had, he said, Hey, I'm going to do it. You know, not, he's not, he's yeah. not going to be the first one. He's like, let's make sure it works first. Uh, yeah. but yeah, he was, the whole logic was a people with brain damage, people with uh, certain ailments. We're going to start with them. And then eventually it's going to become an in- inevitable thing because all of us are going to get old and we're going to, if you want to remember your children, <laughs> Basil, you're going to have to link up. To, the, to his neural lace, yeah. and that's kind of the 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 pitch, so to speak. So mm-hmm. you know, we just got to keep an eye yeah. on it because that would I be think a very. He's, I yeah. bet he's you know he could have his whole factory put on defense mode. You know that if anybody oh, has yeah. a defense mode for the robots in their factory, it's Elon. So he might just have an army of robots protect him uh, from whatever. Maybe We're, being arrested. Got, I guess a, that's what he's talking about. We got 110 people on Twitch. That's insane. I think that's like the most yeah, we've ever doing, had on Twitch. We're doing great, man. The numbers are popping up all over the place. I'm loving this. Thanks, everybody, for being here. All right. uh, I guess earlier in the day is better than whatever we were doing before. Um, okay. You got four Horsemen more? again, Gons. Yep. Hit us. The Four Horsemen. Anytime you see the Four Horsemen, it's something special. 
GeekWire.com, federal lawmakers press Bezos on Amazon's firing of employee activists as antitrust probe looms. Uh, this is from May 7th, so it's a few days old here. Nine Senate Democrats asked Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos to explain the rationale for firing four employees who spoke out about the company's workplace safety policies in a letter sent to the executive Wednesday, this last Wednesday. The lawmakers added their voices to a chorus of criticism over Amazon's response to the coronavirus crisis and decided to fire the employee activists. And, I mean, we don't have to get too much into the details here. Oh, thank you, Mm -hmm. Pop-Up. The big picture, Amazon is waging war against the pandemic on two fronts, seemingly overnight. Amazon became a lifeline for thousands of people sheltering at home around the world. Demand for Amazon products and services surged, compelling the company to hire an additional 175,000 workers to keep up. Amazon is managing customer demand by uh, struggling to contain COVID-19 outbreaks in its warehouses, creating a logical or logistical and PR nightmare for the company. The virus has broken out in more than 130 warehouses, according to internal employee counts and local news reports and uh, local news reports. Amazon has not disclosed the number of employees or warehouses with the virus. At least three Amazon workers have died from COVID-19, according to the letter Senator sent to Bezos this week. So blood on his hands. Yeah. Did you see that video he did of him going into a Walmart warehouse and a whole foods and kind of walking around and, you know, one of those PR videos of him, like, I know we're still open, but we're doing okay. Look at all these precautions we're taking. We love our minimum wage workers. It's always bad when those guys try to do PR stuff like that. Was he wearing, was he in a bubble? Was he no, in like the- see, and the but the bad part about it is, here's the thing. Bezos has this style. You can see it in that picture there. He's always got his jeans on, you know, his uh, his uh, 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 Steve Jobs jeans, you know, <laughs> and he's always got a, a button up shirt tucked in. And I don't know what it is about him. I think like his the bald head also kind of works into it. He just kind of looks smug whenever he, I mean, he's looks smug. He is smug. But um, when he, he has this video of him walking around the warehouse with a mask on, waving to his employees. He goes into a Whole Foods, you know, the company that he aggressively took over and started screwing up ever since he took it over. It just looks bad. I don't know, man. Um, he's just got that air of like, yes, I own you. Look at my subjects. Look how safe they are. Look how well they listen by wearing their masks and keeping away from each other. You don't want the workers getting too close to each other or else you're going to have problems and they'll unionize. This you is know, a great <laughs> opportunity to keep if, them away for that. If he didn't want to look like a villain, he would He would let this, you know, this, the bald head and the side of the head grow hair, you know? But you get the bald head look, and you get the laughter. <laughs> yeah, the laughter doesn't help. Yeah, good thing I found that. That's a good one. That's a Anyways, good clip we had. Yeah, so uh, uh, Bezos has some trouble um, because he fired some activist workers who are um, acti- a- activisting. And uh, <laughs> long long story short, uh, he's actually looking at a, a trust probe. It's just a probe. They're just looking at him to see if uh, you know they need to activate some antitrust laws, and him firing activist workers just makes it look even more 
you know, sinister, that old timey, you know, break up the unions, don't let the don't let the workers organize type of thing, which, you know, whatever, I'm not making a comment about unions, but he does, uh, he is very good at continuing his sort of evil, evil villain, uh, you know, CEO look. So good job, Bezos. (laughs) Somebody in the chat, Raf G saying that we don't know how to, what to criticize. So you bully their appearance. No, we're not bullying their appearance. It's just, if you're going to do a PR, thing it's, it's just you know every should we go down the list of things to criticize bezos about <laughs> i mean yeah there's plenty it's just the, the I perception think we have a bezos shill on our hands oh maybe yeah maybe yeah, it's bezos, bezos bot where is bezos i have not seen the real uh jeff Be- uh jeff- on, on twitch sorry bezos number one not the clone is not watching here today i think <laughs> Bezos number one, not the clone. If you're watching, put something in the chat so I can know you're here. Okay. Um. Anyways, yeah. Okay. Uh, by the uh, way, he was the one with the robot dog walking around too, two years ago, and now they're deployed in other countries, telling people to stay stay far away because COVID. So yeah, he's no Bezos shills back. allowed. Actually, yes, Bezos shills allowed. Somebody, <laughs> everybody, sh- sh- Bezos, send all your shills. Um. Okay. Here we go. Let's move on. This is uh I guess this is a little bit older of a story, but I didn't know about it. This is wired.com inside spin launch, the space industry's best kept secret. And wow. yeah, so the company's building a massive centrifuge to accelerate rockets and send them screaming into space with a giant slingshot. Um that's crazy yeah and why it, it, I, I don't know uh, to try to break through the firmament so you know the thing with um <laughs> this whole space thing i know there's half the people out there especially that listen to our show that probably think that space is fake which is fine i'm okay with that uh i know there's a lot of propaganda surrounding it um, you no know, i haven't seen it myself the outer sp- yeah exactly the exactly i haven't been high enough to to tell you myself so that's i'll leave it there uh but also i've talked over the years about the secret space program and so it's kind of funny how they're trying to co-op some of the words like secret and space and trying to, you know, put it together in, a, in an article. Last summer, a secretive space company took up residence in a massive warehouse in a sun-soaked industrial neighborhood that surrounds Long Beach Airport. Reflections of turboprop planes flit across the building's mirrored panes. Across the street, a retro McDonnell Douglas sign perches above the aerospace's giant former factory, and just around the corner, Virgin Orbit is developing air-launched rockets. It's a fitting headquarters for Spin Launch, a company breathing new life into the decades-old idea of using giant mechanical slings to hurl rockets into orbit. The man behind this audacious, uh, audacious plan is the serial entrepreneur Jonathan Yane. For years, he hmm. ran Spin Launch out of a former microprocessor plant in Silicon Valley down the road from Google. Now the company is ready to open a proper rocket factory where it will churn out launch vehicles and, if all goes well, take its first step into the cosmos. Uh, and it says, when I visited this past fall, Spin Launch employees were still unpacking and, uh, from the move. As we walked among the giant sheets of steel, Yanni explained how the, his launcher will work. A centrifuge large enough to contain a football field will whip a rocket around in circles for roughly an hour 
its speed steadily ramping up to more than 5,000 miles per hour. The vehicle and its payload up to 200 pounds worth of satellite will experience force that at their peak will be 10,000 times stronger than gravity. Once it's spinning at launch speed, the centrifuge will release the rocket and send it screaming into the stratosphere. At the threshold of the cosmos, it will fire its engines for the final the nudge. threshold into of the cosmos. <laughs> the firmament. Uh, it will fire uh, its engine for a final nudge into orbit. There you go. Okay. I mean, I won't go any that's further with that, but that's, I mean, cool, but like, really? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm fine with it if it, if it works. <laughs> they if need it, the it oil. Seems, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm no uh, slingshot scientist, but I know that uh, the idea of sending things into space with a slingshot is at least uh, as old as I am, because <laughs> I think I had that idea when I was like four. Uh, but that's cool. I mean, we'll see. I, You know, the, the immediate thing, the, imme- the immediate vision that I have in my head is you know you don't get that uh, the release timing just perfectly yeah. and then <laughs> you just real launch bad. the rocket straight into the ground we've all seen that video on youtube of you know the girl who's uh, launching a watermelon um on this gigantic slingshot and she does a bad job somehow mysteriously and the watermelon comes crashing back into her face um <laughs> I just pray that there's no astronauts in the ship. Or like happens. airplanes or something up there, you know, in the yeah. path. Uh, the Somebody made a good point, though. Slingshots, ask Goliath, Gons. We <laughs> that, shouldn't be true. so quick to put it down. Well, I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying, uh, well, I guess it's better than combustible whatever, just trying to power our way up there. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you th- know, it's better for the Earth. Oh, rockets, you know, just so much global warming because of the rockets. <laughs> we need a green, green energy to send that rocket up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Greta got mad. Greta, Greta got mad. Use a slingshot. Uh, okay. Maybe it was Greta's idea. Maybe. Yeah. That would make surprised. a lot more sense than a grown human being thinking this would work. That's true. All right. You got That's enough bullying. Enough bullying of slingshots and Greta for today. Yeah, we got one more space update though. Space. Okay. Space. 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 Oh, this one was great. This is military.com. Here it is, folks. The moment we've all been waiting for. Military.com. Headline reads Space Force has launched its first recruiting commercial. Strap on in, folks, and prepare to get recruited. Are we doing the video? Yeah. Okay, sorry, here we go. Come on, video, play. Play. Some people look to the stars and ask, what if? Our job is to have an answer. We have to imagine what will be imagined. Plan for what's possible, while it's still impossible. Maybe you weren't put here just to ask the questions. Maybe you were put here to be the answer. Maybe your purpose on this planet isn't on this planet. Oh, Illuminatus! Oh, are you pumped up, Gons? Are you pumped to join the Space Force? I'm not joking. I if if I wasn't so old now, I probably would join the Space Force. Great, and they'd brainwash you. They they'd. Uh, Can we do it? Is there a link for an application? I don't know. 
You're gonna do it online or while we're I on. I gotta here. go to. Yeah, how do I, how do I go to my Space Force recruitment center? That's what I need to find here. Saw the video. I'm sold. Give me a <laughs> recruitment center. I'm looking here. There's no way. There's no way to know how to join the Space Force. Interesting uh, about I think joining. They're just teasing us. Yeah, they're teasing us, but also we know that they've had. We've had allegedly non whatever this means non terrestrial officers for some time, and I'll just reference this right. article from Wired.com from back in 2006. UFO yep. hacker tells what he found, and uh, there, his name was Gary McKinnon, and he hacked. Uh, it says NASA website. I thought it was the more of a government thing he hacked, but nevertheless, um, he allegedly hacked it between February 2001 and March 2002. Interesting timing. And one of the things he found was, I thought I highlighted it. There it is. I also got access to Excel spreadsheets. One was titled Non-Terrestrial Officers. It contained names and ranks of U.S. Air Force personnel who are not registered anywhere else. It also contained information about ship-to-ship transfers, but I've never seen the names of these ships noted anywhere else. So yeah. there you go. They've they've been at this for a long time, but maybe they're, uh, you know, because of Trump, it's the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> and so now, yeah. Well, to- who knows? I mean, it's all part of the plan. You can only keep a secret for so long before it starts getting out there. So maybe plus, they. Uh, this is. Plus, Trump's going to mine the moon. Remember with his Artemis project or whatever. Oh, dude, they are all they are all lined up for full on space. You know, space access for approved uh, members of the space force you know space force uh, much like how our current military you know oftentimes is relegated to guarding poppy fields and uh Mm. you know oil rigs in the middle east yep space force i i have a feeling their their main job is to be guarding the uh the moon mining operations from the, uh, the the wormicorns up there yep that's a good old reference to some old, good old, some old Canary Cry Radio. We had some old school listeners chatting earlier, talking about the Apocalypse Update uh, oh, song. Wow, yeah, we got I that know. somewhere. I don't know if I can pull. it I up know we have old school here. listeners t- tuning in here, so they'll remember uh, Wormicorns from the Moon episode. There. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So there you go. You can join. Sp- well, I don't know if you can. They're at least starting the PR for joining Space Force, and I'm pumped. I feel, <laughs> I feel like my my mission is not here on here Earth. Earth. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I wonder if they're going to try to use, because uh, you know how military, how religiousized, I guess, military. Uh-huh. You know, they've they've always used, especially for Christians, they've used certain yeah. passages and stuff to justify uh, war and things like that. I wonder if they're going to do that for um, for the space force. You know, like we are not of this world. So you should uh, join Space Force as as a Christian, because right. remember, you're yeah, not of your this world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only good uh, patriots. Oh yeah, tardigrades. Uh, Incarnate Unlimited in the chat is remembering uh, is comparing wormicorns to tardigrades, which makes total sense. I can't believe I've never made oh, that connection. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Gons, you want to take a second, give some shout outs to uh, people who support the show. Yes, I do. Let's do it. 
I we don't got have supporters of the show. We Thank you guys so much. Um, uh, remember that you know we don't do ads, uh, not because we couldn't. We get lots of offers, but uh, you know we just don't believe in uh, selling your attention. You give us your attention because you trust and 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 whatever the reason you do. Maybe you love us. Maybe you hate us. Maybe you trust us. Maybe you're debunking us live whatever the case may be you're here and we appreciate that and uh we think that selling that attention for our own personal gain is not that cool um but we have a patreon patreon.com slash ccnt and uh we got paypal and canary cry radio dot uh, sorry canary slash support is another great way to support us and we want to give some shout outs to people who are supporting us canary Cryradio.com slash support. Yes, and so we have our Patreon, but we also have our PayPal. We got some, uh, I'm, I'm only going to mention the people that are new uh, recurring sub, uh, supporters because we got a few people here that, that uh, recurring, you know, they, they're recurring people. Uh, so, Tristan, thank you, Tristan, for becoming a new supporter on PayPal. And also, we got one-time gifts from Jason. So thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jason. We got a one-time... I think we might have given this guy a shout-out already, but we'll do it again. Benjamin, thank you, Benjamin. Thanks, Benjamin. And we also had a recurring uh, support, a new supporter last week from Jeff. So, Jeff, we're going to... Keep the last names you, uh, anonymous for you guys, you know, just so it's not yeah. too too intense. And we're but going there to you go. be uh, if you are a supporter on patreon.com slash ccnt, uh, we thank you very, very much. I'm gonna check see if there's any new ones since last show. I don't think there was, but we're gonna be sending out some messages to you uh, if you're a supporter with some fun stuff and uh, some requests from you. So we got some big plans. So if you want to be in on those big plans, head to patreon.com slash ccnt and uh, you can sign up to support the show because that's the only way we keep going. Gons and I are your essential employees. We got nothing else going on, folks. So uh, please pitch in, help keep the show going. If you find any value in the show, whether you've watched one live stream or a hundred live streams, or whatever you've watched. Uh, a lot of people have been listening for years. We've been doing this for almost a decade. So uh, if if you feel the Lord pulling on your heartstrings to help keep this going and uh, help support Gons and I during this whole situation, head to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. You got fun rewards and bonus episodes waiting there for you. Or if you don't like Patreon, we get it. You can go to uh, canarycryradio.com slash support. We got PayPal. We got all sorts of fun stuff. Cryptocurrency, however you want to support the show. Um, we appreciate that very much. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Got a cough there. <laughs> um, okay. We're just going to keep that light. We're going to keep all the announcements light today, folks. So you're welcome. <laughs> all right. I, um, think, I think we're... Out of stories, out of time. Yeah, we're going to be winding down the show here. We had some drone stuff to talk about, but Gons, you got to get out of here. You yeah. have baby stuff you got to take care of. Baby stuff. So uh, 
thanks everybody for tuning in. This means a whole bunch. Thank you everybody who went over to Twitch and watched on Twitch. Oh my gosh, Twitch, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in over there. That's going to help us get those numbers up and activate all our cool Twitch stuff. And here's the thing, folks. We're going to need you to make sure to tune in again because we're going to be doing two more shows this week. Lord willing, in the creek don't rise. We're going to be doing one on Wednesday and one on Friday. Now, we usually do so sometime between the times of noon and 5, Pacific, Pacific. Standard Time. I, I've gotten uh, plenty more messages from people wishing that we had a schedule. I think that there's a way we can post the schedule on Twitch, which is what I'm going to be looking into. Um, but just everybody who's listening, tell your friends. We usually are doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometime between noon and 5, However, we have uh, real life stuff that often gets in the way of that. So, you know, if we miss a show, we'll make up for it hopefully the next day. Um, but just keep tuning in. You, uh, you can get the messages and stuff. Uh, if you follow us on uh, Facebook, you know, we're always putting out the Facebook uh, alerts. Well, I am. Um, so there you go. Uh, but as soon as I can get a more official scheduling, I don't know, place, I think we can just have it up on our Twitch when we're not streaming. So that'll be a good place to go check out the schedule, and we'll keep you updated. Give, give me some time to figure that out, though. So there you go, folks. Uh, Lord Wayland and the Creek Don't Rise will be back up tomorrow. Um, here's the thing. You all got friends and family and other people, loved ones. Maybe you don't love them. Maybe they annoy you and they're getting their news from the mainstream or, God forbid, their Facebook walls. Here's what you got to do. Step one, you walk right up to them. Step two, grab them by the cage and shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Don't ever silence me! I'm the last angry man! A crusader for the little guy! Leave the bird alone! Never! Rattle a few cages! Rattle a few cages! The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, folks. You got to grab them by the cage and shake it. Rattle some cages out there. Let people know about the show. Send them an episode. And remember, we don't just live stream. We don't just live on YouTube and Facebook and all those places. We got years, almost a decade of podcasts that you can find on our uh, podcast pages at iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Canary Cry Radio. Or remember this. A lot of people don't know this. You search Canary Cry News Talk. Two separate shows. So you can get both of those shows. Canary Cry Radio and Canary Cry News Talk. Find it on your iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. All those places. Tons of material. (laughs) Nice. Uh, tons of material for you guys to find, and uh, I noticed that the podcast downloads have decreased quite a bit. Less people listening to the podcast, so go do that. Um, yes. Okay. Anything else, Gons? Nope. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time, but until then, all together now, think outside the cage.
shake things up. I wanna shake things up. Shake things up. Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.